Alright, creatures of the night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 143 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all, Tizum, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, I am one of your co-hosts, and I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, he is definitely not afraid of caskets. I know that much about him. Mr. Travis White. And Travis, you know, it feels like these past few weeks in quarantine, they've kind of felt like, honestly, they feel like a few years. And <laughs> we're here, we're talking about Survivor Series 2008, Undertaker versus The Big Show. It feels like we've been covering The Big Show for about three years at this point, but it's, somehow it's only been three weeks. But finally... Finally, my brother, we are at the end of all this. Yeah, finally. Thank goodness, because this was just, like, again, like you mentioned in the last two weeks, this is such a sudden halt to all the great stuff we had with Edge. It's just it's just a horrible come down, you know? <laughs> it's it bad. Is. So, yeah, it's just not good. So, um, But, you know, we're here, and, um, you know, you and I never had a casket match in our little matches that we did in our videos we made no we, we never got one of those we had a drowning pool match we had a oh, table yes. for four <laughs> triple threat level midnight lucky number seven lucky number seven uh <laughs> no casket kansas city shuffle <laughs> there's still time my man there's still there time. is still time plenty especially in quarantine land like we live now it's plenty of time we have a social distancing match oh that would be great <laughs> <laughs> we like the uh, Firefly Funhouse match. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Awesome. But uh, in all seriousness, you know, it hasn't been that bad. You know, Big Show and Undertaker actually have a pretty decent chemistry in the ring together. Yeah. Uh, the buildup, you know, they've been questionable, and this one's going to be questionable too. But we're going to have fun with it. We appreciate you guys tuning in and making time for us. So uh, we're going to try to have fun with this as we wrap this up. We wrap up. 2008 here tonight uh, in the career of The Undertaker as far as pay-per-view matches go. And yep. uh, we're going to take it back to a very special, spooky Halloween episode of SmackDown on October 31st, 2008. Picking up after The Undertaker got the victory over the big show at No Mercy 2008. Uh, so we're starting this build to basically a rubber match at Survivor Series 2008. Yeah, because we definitely were clamoring for that. Oh, who wasn't? <laughs> yeah. The it's internet was a fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, I always get these uh, these uh, holiday specials. So yeah, I get another get another Halloween one here. So yeah, Halloween Smackdown. It opens up with a... You know, we're going to get a, uh, a casket match tonight in the main event. They just kind of show this really cool promo at the beginning, a little video package hyping up the casket match, and then immediately we cut to Big Show backstage. That's never how you want to open your broadcast. This is the Big Show backstage rubbing his throat, coughing like he's got laryngitis, and he says that, you know, he had the Undertaker beaten for a second time, but then Undertaker stooped to a new level using an illegal band move to crush his, and then he butchers the word like everyone else in WWE land does and says some form of larynx or larynx or links or something like that. So Crush my larynx. I don't know. There's it always starts with an L and has an X and various letters in between. So That's a tough one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess. So it is weird. But and then he says, you know, if if we ever cross paths again, so I guess he was hopeful, hoping that, that would happen. So uh you know, he said, I'm not going to knock you out. I'm going to bury you. So, and he's, and the camera pans down to see that Chavo has, you know, got Vicky there and she's in the casket or she's in a wheelchair uh, and sitting right in front of a casket. So, you know, he's already got the plans laid for this casket match. So, tonight, uh, Vicky says she's got many, many tricks and treats planned because, you know, we got to get those holiday puns in here because it's Vincent Mann and it's a holiday. So, I love it. And then I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, it's great. And she's so, like, cartoony that it works, you know. she's It's spot on for her. So um, she says that, you know, tonight is going to be the Undertaker's final casket match. So 
I don't know. Was he supposed to die in this? I'm not sure. Or is it just like the end all be all? Because it's not his spoiler alert. It's not his final. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, she says that he's going to know what it's like to be put in, uh, a casket as he pounds on the inside of it and he'll be broken and battered and he'll pound on the lid. And again, here we got the Vincent man isms. He's writing this speech right here. She says, the undertaker will pound the lid of the prison as his lungs gasp for air. And his brains will explode in the mind-bending terror as he draws for his last foul breath. That's going to be so much fun. And I just wrote my notes, man. It's just Vince all over it. 100%. You just, yeah, and you can see him backstage, like, giving that speech and <laughs> uh, just and just showing her how to do it. And, like, she she delivers, you know, and it's cartoony and ridiculous. But it's uh, everything I love about wrestling at the same time. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And she says, you know, tonight we're going to get, a you know, a casket match. And it's going to be somebody who, uh, you know, deserves it. And somebody who's going to take is going to go up against. It's going to be Chavo. And Chavo looks kind of surprised. Like, he wasn't aware of this going into this <laughs> night. So This is the first he's hearing of this. Yeah, the first he's ever heard of this was right now. So he's a little not too keen on it at this point. So you can tell. But he's kind of been getting the short end of the stick these last few months. Ever since, well, before Edge got chokeslammed. So, but, um. Anyway, so then we're going to cut to uh, JR. And, oh, man, this is out of control. <laughs> Jay, is he supposed to be like in the Navy or something? Or like, I like how you he, described him better. <laughs> he looks like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man <laughs> from the Ghostbusters <laughs> with a little black tie on. I mean, did he not, dude? <laughs> he looks just like him. And then we got G.I. Taz, which, uh, oof, it was awful. A tribute to the troops right there. Apparently, (laughs) two months early, doing a tribute to the troops. Okay, we got the the Army and the Navy there. So uh, maybe on Raw, they they had the Marine Corps and they had John Cena maybe on Raw and then Mm. uh, the Air Force. Who knows? So maybe uh, Crime Time was rocking the Air Force once. So I don't know. Wow. That's a deep pull. (laughs) Hey, it worked. (laughs) And then we got... Uh, what's his name? Justin Roberts, and he is—he's—he's uh, he's dressed as Count Dracula, and I just thought at this point, like, what a missed opportunity! They could have had the referees all night be dressed as Dracula, and we're being like the Count from Sesame Street, and every time they go for pinfall, I'm like one, two, three, <laughs> like that would have been amazing. Dad joke skills are. <laughs> Like on fire right now, would Travis. That, would that not have been awesome? You were though? you were off the rails. Would that not have been cool though? Like how oh, cool sure. that have been. It would have been crazy. I would have loved that. <laughs> it would have made this episode worth watching. It was it would have been awesome. But you know, we get the, the they had the, the Muppets on Raw. You know, a couple of years <laughs> after this, they could have just had the count. As the yeah, referee. could have had the count. He could have been the referee for every match. That's I mean, a how missed great opportunity right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who's that Beaker and Sheamus from backstage or whatever? <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason they couldn't have count referee. You know, Why but not, anyway, man? well, yeah, so we're gonna get the main event here, and it's uh, we get the special Latin chanting, and the Druids come out, and they coming out through the smoke and they're bringing that casket down to ringside with him. And then Chavo is out first and he's looking on in terror like mm-hmm. as the gong hits and he does a good job, you know, playing his, his role here. I mean, he's basically just been reduced to the undertaker's whipping board for like the better part of six months here. I mean, honestly, he doesn't really do too much else or have any <laughs> storylines since I guess Bam Neely is fired at this point, probably because he's been off TV for a while. hasn't he, uh, or is I'm, he just there? I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, he has I mean, not La Familia anymore, yeah. is done at this point. You know, yeah. Hawkins and Ryder have gone their own way. Yeah, Bam Neely yeah. might be gone. Yeah, he may be. I don't know. It doesn't matter to us. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that, no. that guy was terrible. Anyway, but then uh, you know, Taker makes his entrance to the smoke and the flames. Dude, he's getting pay-per-view quality entrances on all these SmackDowns. For I, was, sure. I guess yeah. since we weren't watching it, I don't think we realized how great, like, even just his TV entrances were. But, again, we mentioned way long time ago, back in the first three episodes, just how they spare no expense for the production when it comes to him. So nobody gets the production like he does. But, anyway, you know, um, Taker comes in, removes his hat, and JR says that that's the face of Chavo's professional death. 
So I don't know what that means, but I like it. It's no flubby dub right there. That's a, that's a, a no. quality comment there from JR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, oh, yeah, <laughs> it was quality. <laughs> well, then before the match is going to begin, like we go to commercial break, and I don't know what they did during the commercial break, but they just – I don't know. Maybe well, they're both in the ring, and they yeah. come back from commercial, and they ring the bells. Like, yeah, what do they do for th- five minutes? I don't know. It's a tape show too. Like, why do they even need to do that? Oh. So I don't understand. But Big Show's music hits, and he comes out rubbing his throat, and he kind of stops in the aisle while Chavo's kind of waving him to the ring, like, "Come on, man, come on!" Like, this is no DQ. You know, he can get in the ring, he can help him out, and uh, Chavo's basically take his whipping board for this match, and they. You know, fight a little bit. He gets a little bit of uh, you know offense in there, and but um, Big Show kind of comes down the aisle and Taker approaches him, but Show backs away, clutching at his throat. You know, still selling that, even though he didn't bleed like the other guys have all year. He's still selling the effects of that you know illegal choke. And then Taker goes to throw Chavo in the casket, but Big Show interferes and slams it shut. And Chavo nails Taker in the knee with a chair, and then he winds up pretty much no selling that and choke slams him. Big Show comes in, does his best, uh, you know, punches and headbutts like he's been doing. I guess he's just gone. He's done with wrestling moves. He's just punching and headbutting from <laughs> yes. now on. So, I mean, seriously, that's <laughs> all he does. Up. Yeah, yes. They trade some blows, and Big Show gets dumped over the top rope and actually lands on the closed casket, like a casket lid. And he just freaks out like literally every other big guy Taker has ever faced in the last 140 140- Three episodes of this podcast. Um, any guy who's above average size is terrified of caskets. And I don't know why. Maybe they're extra claustrophobic because it's for big guys. I don't know. Isn't it like a thing like in old cartoons where they don't, like have like a like a big elephant or something and be afraid of like a little spider the or mou- something? Yeah, or mouse. mouse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's basically yeah. what this is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the We're caskets in the mouse. territory yeah. at this point. Exactly. So he like scurries away like – just like Kamala did, just like Yokozuna did, just like everybody. I mean, seriously. And then Taker gets a tombstone on Chavo and rolls him in the casket. And just in case, ladies and gentlemen, you were thinking that we haven't seen a casket match in a little while, in case you thought they got rid of the casket cam, they have not. So we see that view uh, as you know Chavo gets rolled in there and Taker celebrates and he's won another casket match, another win under his belt. And he celebrates in the ring uh, as the big show is looking on from the ramp, kind of discouraged. And then uh, backstage, Vicky tells Kozlov that if he can defeat The Undertaker next week, he'll get Triple H for the WWE title at Survivor Series. So I really like what they're doing at the end of these SmackDowns. They're kind of building. We'll see more of it as we go, but they kind of, whenever the main event match ends, they cut backstage and something else happens to kind of make you tune in for next week, which is, I mean, even though this is not my favorite stuff with Big Show and Taker and then obviously with Kozlov in the main event, I like the way that they're selling to come back next week, you know, basically. Yeah, unfortunately, that would make me definitely not tune in next week if I heard sure. it's going to be Kozlov in the main event. But yeah, I like the effort in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to take it over real quick for uh, an episode of Raw, which we uh, get to don't get to cover too much on here. Uh, but this is one of those special editions of Raw that comes on November 3rd, 2008, because this is the 800th episode of Raw. And Shoo. yeah, uh, they're going to... Uh, the Undertaker is going to be involved, uh, especially because he was there for episode one, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but, you know, this is one of those three-hour episodes of Raw, and man, <laughs> it's funny to think about how, how long has Raw been three hours, like a few years now, and it's just like, it's torturous to watch it sometimes, knowing it's going to be three hours. But, man, in 2008, how pumped did we get, like, oh, it's going to be three hours tonight? Yes! Oh, yeah, super excited, man. I mean, I mean, just even Nitro. When Nitro's three hours every week, it was awesome. I don't know. I, <laughs> something about when it was like special and like a one-time yeah. thing uh, versus when it's every single week. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a little bit different. but It takes the, it takes the newness off of it. it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, all three brands are going to be involved here. And the uh, storyline throughout the show is that the general manager of Raw, Mike Adamley, who uh, we didn't talk about too much here on the show, but... Uh, you know, Perfect. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thankfully. We got Kozlov, but we didn't have to do Mike Adamley. But um, he resigns during this episode of Raw. And Perfect. J- <laughs> Thank goodness. 
Uh, JBL petitions Shane McMahon to become the new general manager. And Shane says he'll take it under consideration, uh, but he uh, he does want to put JBL in a high-profile match tonight. And JBL thinks he's going to be involved in the WWE Championship match with Chris Jericho and Batista. That Shane He thinks Shane might make it a three-way. But Shane McMahon instead decides to put him against The Undertaker here tonight. So JBL is not quite as excited about that. So, you know, all throughout the night, they're doing lookbacks at different special Raw moments. They show us the classic ladder match with Jeff Hardy uh, from 2002 that we covered here on the show way back in the day. One of our favorite TV matches we've ever seen. Yeah. And then JR and the Taz come out to do commentary for this Undertaker versus JBL match. Uh, JBL comes out, and then as Undertaker comes out, we actually flash back again to that very first episode of Raw and see highlights of Undertaker winning the first ever Raw main event against old Damian Demento himself. So, man, it, good for Damian Demento that he he gets to yeah. be brought up anytime we talk about the first episode of Raw. That's about exactly. all he's got going for him. Exactly. That's it. That's all. Uh as we're doing that, Taz kind of coins a new nickname for The Undertaker, or catchphrase, whatever you want to call it, as he calls Undertaker the diabolical one. Um, yep. I don't know if that one Add really that stuck. <laughs> it's about nope. as good as the U-Taker. <laughs> that lady was on fire for Undertaker. Holding yeah, that sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, you know, it's basically a squash match of JBL. Uh, greatest hits of The Undertaker, if you will. And JBL ends up running away and getting counted out. But Shawn Michaels, who is sort of feuding with JBL, and then they're going to that storyline where Shawn Michaels ends up working for JBL. It's coming up after this, which, you know, was, yeah, giant turd. But he comes out and tosses JBL back into the ring so Undertaker can give him a tombstone. And then... Very cool part here. The real reason to talk about this is that Undertaker kind of gives a little bit of a glance to Shawn Michaels. It gives him a little side eye as mm-hmm. after he tombstones JBL and Shawn Michaels is walking up the ramp. And JR even notices it and says he doesn't know what that stare is all about. But obviously, you know, with hindsight, we see a little bit of a tease toward their epic WrestleMania 25 match without them even really talking about it here. So... Uh, who knows if they even knew they were going there yet, but uh, it was a cool moment in hindsight. Yeah, and I was going to say, like you just said, who knows if they knew they were going there because, as we'll talk about next week, allegedly they had different plans for WrestleMania, so right. we'll see. So, yeah, that'll bring us to the next week, SmackDown, November 7th. We're going to open up with a recap from that casket match last week, and then we see a very deflated Big Show sitting with Vicky backstage on the couch, and it's always weird to see him on the tiny couch, but uh, she's talking about how she just loves the great Kali's antics, and maybe she got the wrong giant to do her work for her. Because, again, we mentioned last week Kali's kind of face now, and he's doing the kiss cam thing, and um, I guess Vince just gave up on him being a menacing heel. Yeah, like, ah, he pretty, much. Me, so. pretty much. Pretty you know, much. She's like, maybe I got the wrong giant to do the work for my dirty work for me. So Big Show gets all pouty and gets in her face, and leaves and she's like i'm just kidding like i'm just kidding but anyway then eve torres uh she's still a backstage interviewer she's gonna interview kozlov about his upcoming match and see how he's gonna compete with the mystic powers of the undertaker tonight did you so, say mystic pizza mystic pizza yes one of the undertaker yeah the undertaker and his mystic pizza so that's like a good old mashup we should have a watch along of taker watching mystic pizza Ooh, you know, I like a that. lot of like during this quarantine time, a lot of these directors are watching. Go, you seen that? Like a lot of directors are doing that, like watching their old movies and yeah. having people tell, "Yeah, we should do Taker and Misty Pizza. That'd be great." I like it. So, yeah, I'll watch <laughs> just because it's him. So, but then Kozlov says something in Russian, and I don't speak Russian. And then he says, "I know the Undertaker. I'm looking forward to crushing his evil body and soul. Then at Survivor Series, I will decimate Triple H." I will become a champion and continue to legacy of Vladimir Kozlov. He is going to crush him, uh, crush Undertaker tonight, and then that Survivor Syria, I will crush Triple H and become double double lead champion. And I kid you not, he said Survivor Syria, which made me think that could be 
maybe WWE will sign a you know contract with you know they're already in Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Maybe they'll go to Syria and they'll have Survivor Syria there one year. So if there's money to be had, they'll be there. <laughs> there's money to be had. They'll they'll be there. Well, we could have Survivor Syria one day. Uh, that'd be great. Maybe Undertaker can retire in the sand in Syria, and he'll maybe him and Goldberg. One on one, ten years from death match. It's Why literally not? a death match. Oh, Whoever dies, man. I'm getting depressed. Um, well, the story of this night is that Jeff Hardy is trying to get another match with Triple H. You know, he lost to him at I think it was No Mercy, right? And then he's trying to. Vicky says that he's not extreme and not he's not extreme Jeff Hardy like he used to be. So he gets himself DQ. He and Triple H are tagging up against Miz and Morrison, and he gets DQ'd and he goes backstage and he's like, "Is that extreme enough?" Trying to get another shot at. At, at Triple H, excuse me, and that'll play into what we're going to lead to next week. That's why mm-hmm. the only reason I'm mentioning it. So, uh, Big Show comes out for a promo, and he says he's got a message from the Undertaker, and he says, you know, uh, he asked Kozlov to leave a little bit of Taker for him. So he's figured out where the Undertaker gets his power from. He says his power is really just is from fear, which. He just I mean, figured that out. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Eighteen years into yeah. the game. I mean, Big Show's been there with him for nine years, like since ninety nine, and on, he bro. just now figured out that he gets his power from fear. So, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, but then Big Show says the Undertaker makes his opponents, uh, you know, second guess themselves, and when he tells him he's going to make him burn in hell, and he says that won't work on me anymore. I'm not afraid of you. I've beaten you twice. I'm going to challenge you to a casket match at Survivor Series. Undertaker. When I lock you in that airtight brass box, if I were you, dead man, I'd practice real hard on holding my breath. The crowd uh, doesn't really respond at all. So, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time we've been referring to the casket as a big brass box? Yes. You have that brass <laughs> ring. They really <laughs> talk about that a lot during this movie. I know. It really, they really do, and it's really never come up before until <laughs> right now. So I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those Vince things. He's just all over. Like it's a big brass box. So, um, well, then Kozlov comes out for his match against the Undertaker, and there's a nice R.I.P. Kozlov headstone in the crowd, which I always enjoy that. Yes. So, because uh, I agree. So take, as Taker comes out, the, Jr. runs through all of his casket match history, basically talking about you know he's. Defeated Yokozuna and Kamala and Kane and The Rock, and he's faced all these guys. And um, doesn't mention Gold Dust that he's faced him in a casket match. Uh, I think he lost that one. Yeah, he lost because yeah, did he why... win? Did he win all these ones that he mentioned? Mm, I guess he did. I believe so. Yeah, I think Mankind came out in that Gold Dust one. And yeah, he did. Right. Take her in the casket. Yeah. So we get a graphic for the upcoming casket match at Survivor Series. So it's already booked. You know, that's it's already been booked. So. This match is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to go through it much. Don't watch it. Uh, late in the match, Taker locks on that submission, and JR actually calls it. The, he's got that Devil's Triangle locked on. And the Undertaker broke that submission. The Devil's Triangle. Finally. Yeah. After it eight only, months, they've got a name for it. Ten months. <laughs> ten months here. Yeah, this, it started in January. So, yeah, ten months later, we finally got a name. They call it the Devil's the Triangle. Devil's and, Triangle. I thought that was something which else. Is, well, it's probably going to be an AEW faction. Uh, so, uh, actually, it is, isn't it? The Devil's Triangle. It, is that, that what, what uh... Pac and Pac and the? <laughs> I think it is, I think it isn't is. it? Something like that. The Evil Triangle. Something like that. Anyway, um, y'all can correct us on social media because we haven't seen Pac or the uh, Russo. What the? Uh, what are they called? The Russo brothers? No, the Russo they brothers. Called? Lucha Brothers. No, the Lucha Bros. You're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Anyway, uh, Kozlov gets the ropes, and this match ends in DQ because Jeff Hardy runs down and smashes Kozlov with a chair shot in the head. Then he nails Taker with another chair shot in the head, and Taker sits up, and Jeff Hardy bails out of the ring like he's like he landed on a casket, basically. <laughs> so he just runs out of the ring, and Taker goes up the ramp after him, and Kozlov's announced the winner by DQ because Jeff, Jeff Hardy's interference. So Taker gets back in the ring. His cause over the choke slam to thank to you know just to send us home happy, <laughs> and then Jeff confronts Vicky backstage and says, you know, I'll do next week what Kozlov couldn't do. I'll take out the Undertaker for you uh, if if you make an extreme rules match. And so she obliges. And uh, again, I just I kind of like how they're just you know they they yeah they're feeding to the next week again, even if it's not the most compelling things. At least this one I'm excited for. 
you know? So. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we just talked about their 2002 match, so it's fun to have yeah. a, a throwback to that. And uh, I know we both we weren't really paying a lot of attention to SmackDown at this time, but we were both excited to see Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy be moving up into that main event level. Oh, yeah. So it was really neat. Um, they're called the Death Triangle. Oh, there you go. Pac okay. and the Lucha Bros in AEW. Okay, Death Triangle. But, oh. Yeah, well, that, there will be one. Mark my words. There'll be an AEW faction called the Devil's the Triangle. The Devil's Triangle. <laughs> Before it folds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep your eye out, folks. Mm-hmm. Well, that takes us to SmackDown 11-14-2008, 2008, and we are in Manchester, England tonight, as if you can't tell from the enormous How do you know? <laughs> uh, Union Jack that's hanging from the ceiling. No double-decker bus, though, sadly. Yeah. but They've gotten the- over that. They couldn't bring that over because they had to bring this giant casket into the ring. And uh, the show starts out with that. We hear a voiceover from The Undertaker talking about those who seek out darkness and how he is the punisher born from darkness. And this is how the big show story will end inside this casket. Uh, I think Vicky talked about muddled screams a couple weeks ago and Undertaker talks about him here tonight and how big show will have... His pulse will quicken. He will have no sight. He will be punished for his sins. His fate will be sealed by his hand. And when the casket is buried six feet under, he will drag his soul down to the depths of hell. And at that, the casket lid pops open and the Undertaker sits up out of the casket to a great reaction from the crowd. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Classic stuff. You knew it was going to happen, but it was great. Yeah. Then this is where it gets really interesting, though. Then we hear Jeff Hardy's voice over the loudspeaker. Ooh, that's really spooky, Undertaker. But you should be concerned about tonight. You should be concerned about me, Jeff Hardy. What? Am I supposed to be sorry for interrupting you? Sorry for what? Sorry for being me. Sorry for being human. I'm tired of being sorry. And, you know, he's got his face all painted up like he did during this time. Real crazy like, Real demonic, I guess. And he says, oh, am I supposed to be sorry for interrupting you? Sorry for being me? Sorry for being human? Well, I'm sorry for being sorry. I'm tired of being sorry. And Jeff says he lives in a world of gray he uh, he's insane, and he's gonna. That's what it's gonna take to beat the Undertaker. He's got nothing to lose, and tonight it's extreme. And Undertaker responds to him and says, "So it will be, Jeff Hardy. Tonight you will rest in peace." And he rolls his eyes, and you've got that with Jeff Hardy's big giant face painted face on the big screen. And dude, this was awesome. Oh, yeah, this was great. I wish we had more of this. I don't know why yes. this couldn't be the focus of the pay-per-views. I have no idea. We've been wasting three pay-per-views on Big Show, wasting time with Kozlov. We could have been having a, an amazing Jeff Hardy and Undertaker feud. Yeah, because, again, Hardy's losing his mind here. He's not a heel, but he's right. He's living in shades of gray. He's doing stuff to good guys, to bad guys. He's... uh and he's just off his rocker. It's just—it's great, man. It's great stuff, which is going to lead to something even better tonight. It is, man. As he's getting this main event push during this time, he's going to win the world title next month. Uh, and this is all building up towards that. But uh, later on in the show, again, Jeff Hardy's the focus of everything. He interrupts the contract signing between Kozlov and Triple H. Uh, he comes out. He puts Kozlov through a table. He rips up the contract, throws it in Triple H's face. So he's getting the big major push here tonight. And that's the main event. Jeff Hardy and Undertaker, Extreme Rules. Uh, Like we said, it's bringing up memories of that classic 2002 ladder match from Raw. Uh, Jeff Hardy has the No More Words entrance music during this time. Yeah. You know, I didn't like it at first because, man, we're just such huge Hardy Boys marks. And it's like, oh, man, I love the Hardy Boys music. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, it's iconic. Oh, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I, yeah, it was different to have him change from the Hardy Boys. But if you're giving him a different kind of identity, it's a good spinoff of the Hardy Boys movie. Because you can still tell it's a Hardy Boys thing. But, like, and he was on WWE backstage or the bump or something a few months ago when he came back. Um, and he said that he's going to be bringing this music back. And then they went to 
all these quarantine shows that they haven't <laughs> been able to do anything. So I hate it for him. But he's supposed to be back uh, as of the this paper, this episode drops on Friday. This will be tonight. On oh, okay. he's supposed to come back on SmackDown. So well, we'll see if he crossed. has his music or not. So fingers we'll crossed. And uh, this main event, you know, uh, I would not say it's up to the level of the 2002 match, but it is still really fun. And um, Jeff Hardy's trying to earn his way into that WWE Championship match. Uh, We got all sorts of plunder at play here. Chairs, kendo sticks, ladders, all that stuff. But unfortunately, Big Show comes out and interrupts things. He gives Undertaker a choke slam. But Jeff Hardy dives on the big show and holds him down while Undertaker gives him a chair shot. So fun to see them work together to get Big Show out of there. Yeah. But then Jeff Hardy grabs the chair, gives Undertaker a nice CTE shot to the head, mm. hops on top of a ladder, and hits that uh, leapfrog leg drop that we've seen him do so many times over the years. And then Jeff Hardy gets a relatively clean pinfall victory over the undertaker and yeah dude i did not remember this Mm-mm. i've never seen this before and i was pretty shocked about this because that is such a huge win for jeff hardy and I, you know i think we've said back during that 2002 time you could tell undertaker had a lot of respect for jeff hardy mm-hmm. yeah. and you know was a fan of his and i mean you could tell that here from this moment as well yeah, he knows that Vince is going to go with this guy as a main eventer, and he's here to put his, you know, seal of approval on him. Dude, did you think he was going to crush Taker? Because Taker was laying, like, up and down. And, like, his leg drop, like, he had to turn in the middle of the air to, like, mm-hmm. land it. It was – I thought he was going to land square on his chest. Like, I was like, he's going to die right now. But, yeah, it was great. You it was know. a little flubby-dubby. I wish we saw <laughs> I wish we saw some more of this during Me this too, time, man. So. I wish they had the pay-per-view yeah. match. I know. This could have been a pay-per-view match as a number one contender match or something, you know, seriously. Yeah. But then Big Show wouldn't have one, so you can't do can't do that. No, I can't. No. Um well that's I gonna have lead us three to the... Big Show matches <laughs> on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um that's gonna take us to the Go Home show. It's another UK show. It's uh, SmackDown uh, November twenty first for the Survivor Series match. We get a video package, which is I just assumed it's the one for the pay per view. Spoiler alert, it is. Same one. Uh, for show versus Taker, we see uh, it's a really long video recap match. And we see that clips from the former opponents uh, and highlights from his former casket match opponents. And Taz says the big show doesn't sweat the Undertaker. He sweats caskets. <laughs> uh, sure. Thanks, G.I. Taz. painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's sweating caskets. caskets. That's terrible. It's terrible. Well, it's like Mortal Kombat. Talk- you punch somebody. <laughs> Casket falls off. <laughs> oh man, that's a throwback. Well, we're told that tonight the Undertaker is going to give Big Show the last rights in, in the main event segment. So, Taker comes out. Uh, I guess he's a Catholic priest now. He's going to give the last rites. Um, yeah, he's uh, Who was comes the, out uh, as the priest that gave the <laughs> with Vince McMahon before their oh, very last. Oh golly. Act. Yeah. Remember that segment? Uh, yeah. I don't remember uh, his name. Father no Goodbread or something. I don't know. He was terrible, though. <laughs> oh, oh, Father Goodbread. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's this no Father Goodbread segment here. This is definitely better acting than we've ever had. Um, so there's a Sounds like a brand of bread you find at Aldi. Father <laughs> 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 Goodbread. It's probably. It's like we want to save a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> there's a there's a casket, big brass box, excuse me, if you will, in the ring, and the Undertaker makes his way out, and he says, "Big Show at the Survivor Series," which I love. He calls it the Survivor the Series. Survivor I Series. love it. Yeah, he's he's old school. You know, he and Bret Hart still still calling it the Survivor Series. Big Show at the Survivor Series. We will settle our differences with a casket. Better yet, we will settle our differences in a casket match. Behold the casket. Gaze at its beauty. As you gaze at this casket, Big Show, realize 
that this is your final resting place here on earth. As you stare at it, prepare your soul for its final journey. Because once I confine you to this brass prison, your debt to me will be paid. It's death. Death and destruction coming for Big Show. So he says that he'll confine Big Show to this brass prison and his debt will be paid. His sins against mankind will be paid in full. So um, Big Show interrupts, of course, and he's flanked by Vicky and Chavo. And he says, Taker can, you know, you can go spout all that mumbo jumbo all you want, but it doesn't scare me, which made me think Kamala's going to come out. It sounds like a Kamala ish thing. I wish mumbo you jumbo. Kamala out. Yeah. <laughs> Slapping his belly. It's like, come out. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you know, I've beaten you. I'm not you. I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to go. You're going to face the power of this fist. You know, holds his fist up because he's really, again, still putting over that punch. Uh, I guess he stole that from William Regal, didn't he? The power of the punch. So, ah, yeah. Training under old Regal. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Regal so. wants pee on the big show? He did. Very neon pee-pee. <laughs> so, he's, uh, Tager <laughs> opens the casket here, and Big Show is startled, like, you know, again, like, he's got casket phobia. The lights go off, they come back on, and Tager has Vicky by the neck brace, uh, by the throat, you know? Chavo and Big Show absolutely do nothing to stop yes. him, though. Like, why do they not do anything? Big Show's Big just got, Show's like, just his like, hands on his hips, yeah. shaking his hands, like, oh, yeah, he's dad like, oh, God. Yeah, like, yeah. Your meal ticket, man. yeah, like, yeah. She's your meal ticket to the main event. Like, why are you not saving her? So, I thought those were lost. You know, they could have done something better with that. But anyway, she's scre- and he. I'm sorry. He actually puts her in the casket. Taker does, and she's screaming on the inside, beating on it. And Big Show just goes a wall and throws Chavo in the ring as a sacrifice. <laughs> so Chavo's eating them soup bones from Taker, and basically it's a distraction so Big Show can get in there and take Vicky out of the out of it. So he. He uh, gets Vicky out, and uh, then, but you know, he has to touch the casket when he gets her out, and he's shaking his hands like he's got cooties or like he's touched a hot stove. He's just like, like it's just, it's crazy, man. He reminded me of, like Homer Simpson, like as he touched something <laughs> gross, just like yeah. dancing around. Like, yeah, it's just so so goofy, so cartoony, man. yeah, in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer Simpson's a great. That's a great uh, simile or. Whatever metaphor here. I mean, so. he's acting like he's on the Big Show show. Like, this yeah. is like bad, bad. Yeah. Rant, rant, rant. It's like a laugh track, you yes. know? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty bad acting. But anyway, then Taker's going to Tombstone Chavo, then put him in the casket and does the throat slash, and he slams the lid down and stares at Big Show and Vicky, and Big Show makes some boo-boo faces as he holds his stomach like he's going to puke, you know, like all of a sudden he just got this, you know, casket phobia. He's going to stick to his gut. But sick, sick to his gut while he's you know looking at his casket. So, Jr. even says, you know, it's obvious the Big Show has a phobia of caskets. I just wrote, okay, like, <laughs> it's obvious now. Over the last two weeks, he's developed a phobia of yes. caskets. Yes, he's talked for weeks about how he's not afraid not of the afraid. Undertaker, and he's gonna yeah. this fear tactics are not gonna intimidate right. him. Right, it's the whole point of the storyline. Yes, <laughs> oh man. And they just flubby dub it right here. <laughs> Huge flubby dub. This whole feud is a flubby dub. That's a perfect way to describe it. Uh, but let's get it over with, man. Survivor yeah. Syria 2008 from the Boston Garden, TD Bank North Garden, Boston, Massachusetts, 11 23, 2008. And, I mean, this show is all about John Cena's return yeah. to the WWE. It's huge hype video for that. Uh, he's coming back in his hometown, and this match is an afterthought, man. <laughs> it is oh, yeah. Smack dab in the middle of the card. It is uh, irrelevant completely, but um, we're going to talk about it because that's our job here. <laughs> uh, we've got JR yeah. and Taz on commentary. It is the third match on the card, and again, we see that video package that we saw uh, on SmackDown a couple days before, uh, which somehow makes it look like it was a great feud. <laughs> Yeah, it does, man. I just wrote, like, it's great editing. Like, they really, like, if you just bought the pay-per-view, 
if you're one of those guys that just, you know, you and your college buddies sitting around, you just bought pay-per-view, you had no idea, you would think this was compelling TV. <laughs> like, you really, like, they did such a good job editing this together and making it feel special. Too bad. For us purists, we know it's not. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here to tell you the truth. As we get the druids coming out, uh, <laughs> the Latin chanting. You know, they should have been coming out to like Brass Monkey or something as they bring this brass box down to the, <laughs> the rig. Brass box. Yeah. <laughs> a lot better. Dude, but these, these are some dollar store druids, weren't they? <laughs> Save a lot. Yeah, these are, these are Mr. Captain Goodbread. Goodbread. <laughs> Father Goodbread. <laughs> Father Goodbread druids. These guys are struggling to get this <laughs> casket. I mean, struggling to get I, this casket down. Like I, thought, I don't like, know. Big Show was going to be in it. In it, yeah. Because yeah, they, they were uncoordinated. They were like dropping it. They couldn't get on the same yeah. page with it. Like usually the, the druids, whoever, whomever they are underneath there, they're usually in character. They're usually pretty solemn. They don't have any like, you know, body movement, no like, no, I guess uh, you can't read their body language. I guess what I'm trying to say these guys are hunched over, rolling this thing down. Like I don't know. Like, like you said, I literally thought Big Show's gonna pop out of the casket or take her Somebody. for that matter. Yeah, no. Somebody. I thought like there's a human body in there. No, they just suck at rolling caskets. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they they roll it down there. It's a big casket because you got to get big old fat Big Show in it, and they push it up against the apron, and they just kind of like saunter away like very yeah. uncoordinated like you know vince was eating him a lot backstage so. you can actually see one of the referees or i think it's, i think it's john cone but you can see him give a little cue like he yep. puts the casket in place and you kind of see him give a little cue to the back to hit big shows music as he makes his yeah. way out and uh, he's kind of confident but then he slows down and scopes out that casket as we see uh, you mentioned someone in the crowd had a Kozlov rest in peace sign. We've got a tombstone sign for the big show here in the crowd tonight. And then Taz hits us with a uh, classic commentary note here as he says, A mess of the big show's hands on. This guy's got fingers as thick as a sausage. Big show's fist. 16 inches in circumference. With a baseball in his hand. Looks like a golf ball. <laughs> That's about the time I muted my TV. <laughs> oh, chill out, Taz. Sausages, sausage fingers. <laughs> it's like in the office, we hot dog fingers. Yes. <laughs> Kevin, hot dog fingers. <laughs> oh, sausage fingers. Those are some. I don't know. I don't even want to talk about his sausage fingers, but JR is not too far away from that in commentary. He says Big Show knocked out Taker at No Mercy a couple months ago, which is not true. It was literally last month, but it, it feels, feels like, like months it. ago yeah, does, because man. there's a pay-per-view every three weeks. So, yeah, I um, I felt I feel you, JR. I feel you. <laughs> so, well, then the gong hits. Taker's music comes. It hits, and he's got just a great pay-per-view entrance again. And I, we haven't mentioned this the last few weeks, but he's been having this, like, moon and like the left corner, I don't know. I don't remember which pay per view or TV it started at, but kind of with his Titan John, he's had this moon up there, and I just really wanted to point it out here because I don't know we had kind of skimmed over it, and uh, not that it matters, but we always talk about the little nuances like that. But it's really, really, really cool entrance again. Again, just can't put it over well enough. And uh, Jr. tells us that this is Big Show's first casket match, which I don't know. Would you count the thing with him and Boss Man? <laughs> <It's a casket. laughs> not an official match but he does have some casket experience <laughs> your daddy's dead <laughs> oh man that's good that's good <laughs> boss man oh man but uh jr also tells us that the undertaker had his first casket match 16 years ago here at the survivor series against uh, they've gotten a giant kamala that's so, it we've heard his yeah. name a couple times here yeah absolutely and Big Show's shadow boxing in the ring like he's Johnny Cage, and he uh, Taker gets in the ring, raises the lights, makes his entrance, and he doesn't take his eyes off the Big Show except for no. when he removes his hat, his hat and the thunder rolls. So, appreciate that though. You know, it's still a blood feud, even though it's a blood feud no one wants to see. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, we got a couple pros in here. We appreciate that. Uh, Taz wonders if Undertaker is going to take the Big Show to hell tonight, and Jr. suggests that oh, it will definitely be on the Undertaker's GPS. So yes, <laughs> he's gonna. He's got the direct. <laughs> he comes from there, but he still needs the directions. <laughs> he doesn't want any traffic on, 
<laughs> You'd think he'd know how to get there by now. But. Turn left. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> take the ramp in 200, 200 God, feet in the right the lane to hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, re- recalculating. Recalculating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, uh,. <laughs> Undertaker, Big Show puts his fist up like he's ready to fight, and Taker kind of does the same thing as the bell rings. Uh, hopefully, we're not gonna get another boxing match like we got last month. But I know well, it's soup bones and sausages tonight. Ooh, yummy! <laughs> it's a name. It's a good name for Great Count Crow's album right there. <laughs> Count Crow's album, dude. Soup Counting bones and sausages. Yeah. I can, I can see that. It sounds like a restaurant. What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. Well, uh, Undertaker <laughs> drops his soup bones and looks to the casket and asks for it to be opened to yeah. sort of intimidate the Big Show here as the match starts. And Big Show gets all frustrated with that and runs in to attack the Undertaker with some fists in the corner. Uh, and that's how the match gets started. Yeah. And uh, Taker, excuse me, he tries to dump Big Show over the top rope onto the casket. And Taker goes over it, but only gets his foot on the casket. And of course, his foot's got cooties now, so he's like, <laughs> right. got the slime from the, the brass box on his foot. So they trade punches and headbutts on the outside. And like you said, man, it's like a boxing match like last week, honestly. And Big Show throws Taker into the barricade, and we get more gut punches from him and slams Taker's head off the announce table. And Big Show's going to take the cover off the ECW table here and punch and Taker in the kidney as Taker's kind of holding himself up on the, the raw announce table. And Jared mentions, though, here, he's like, you know, notice here how Big Show is taking the Undertaker on the faraway side from the casket. So he's playing into that phobia, which I don't know if that's planned or not, but good on JR for making something connect here, honestly. That's, right. that's what he's great about doing. Right yeah. Now. Uh, show starts tossing the announce chairs around over by the ECW table, and Taz <laughs> says that, <clears throat> first of all, he says that Big Show has a head like a small engine. Which is quite the comparison. He said it last month. I forgot to say that in that match. He could have had the side of a small engine. Not just an engine. He has a specified. Oh, it's just a small engine, you know. <laughs> just say engine. Like a, like a lawnmower engine or something. Yeah. But then he says, as Big Show starts tossing these announced chairs around, that <laughs> Big Show's tossing these chairs around like a baby. <laughs> I just thought... Don't ever let Taz babysit your kids, man. No. If that's what Taz thinks you do with a baby. I don't have kids, Travis. I know you you got three of them. Is that what you're supposed to do with them? I have never thrown my children like a chair. I never thrown my children, period. But definitely. Oh, yeah. Ooh, office chairs. Yeah, he's throwing them around like a baby. So, I don't know. Or is it just like a really strong baby throwing chairs? Like, I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what he meant. Who knows? I don't think so. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't Taz was out of his mind. Yeah, he's he's uh, focusing on those sausage fingers. So, <laughs> but Big Show's gonna uh, thwart the baby um, tossing and hit Big Show with two shots in the head with the with the TV monitor. So, Big Show is leaning over the ECW table now, and um, the Undertaker climbs up on the Raw table, and he's gonna hit a big old leg drop off of that table. On the Big Show's back and put him through face first through the ECW table. It's a pretty cool spot here. That was nice. Actually gets like a bit of a holy bleep yeah. chant from the crowd. Uh, Undertaker hits some knee lifts to Big Show as he tries to move him to the other side of the ring towards the casket and the Boston crowd. They're getting into it. They're chanting for Taker a little bit as he wrenches the Big Show's arm and heads up to the top rope for old school. But Big Show quickly knocks him down. And then, uh, I thought this was pretty neat, actually. Big Undertaker's on the top rope, and Big Show's standing on the ground, and Big Show suplexes Undertaker yeah. off that top rope, kind of like a superplex, but Big Show's yeah. on the ground the whole time. So, uh, that was a neat little visual right there. I appreciated that. When he did that, I th- it, I thought to myself, like, why has that not been a signature spot of his mm-hmm. forever? Like, that's mm-hmm. a cool visual of him doing that, you know, especially to a big guy like Taker, but even to, like, a... Even to like a Sami Zayn, it'd be cool to just see him put the guy on top rope and then just, you know, suplex him off. I don't know. I don't, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I dug it. Maybe when he gets his next main event push. I mean, he may have been WrestleMania this year, so maybe when he gets his, his main event push later this started, year. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, 
He's going to Irish whip Taker and then uh, hit a side slam on him, and then he's going to call for the refs to open the casket, and Big Show's going to roll the Undertaker into it, like all the way into it. And he tells the refs, you know, close the casket, close the casket. And little Nate, man, Charles Robinson's like, no, I will not do that. Like, he's like, he's like, I will not slam this lid. Like, you got to do it. He's reminding me of, like, Will Ferrell. Like, just doing, like, yes. I will not slam this casket lid. Like, he's just, he's, he's adamant. Yeah. yeah, he's just adamant. Like, I am not doing this. It's your job. I'm just here to lift it up. So Big Show has to do it. So Big Show is very reluctant, of course, because it has cooties. And he finally goes to slam it. And, of course, Erdegger blocks it with his, his leg. He does. Uh, Undertaker is able to stick his foot out and comes out fighting, hits a flying clothesline, hits a running splash into the corner, but Show elbows him as he's going for that second splash. And Big Show actually goes up for a Vader bomb, which he's kind of been doing a lot lately. Mm -hmm. But Undertaker actually gets up and choke slams Big Show off the second rope. Uh, Undertaker boots Show into the casket, but Taker... Takes just about as long as Big Show did to go over yeah. there and shut the lid, and Show is able to block it being closed, and uh, he gets out and immediately choke slams the Undertaker. Yeah, choke slams him here. And one thing I do like Taz mentioned, it kind of took me back to like uh, the earlier days of Taker, is when Taker was in that casket a few minutes ago, uh, when he comes out kind of swinging and going nuts. Taz like, I wonder if he was energized by being in the casket. So like, that's not really part of his character nowadays because he didn't have the urn stuff. But I thought it was kind of a cool throwback to. Yeah. The old school Undertaker, you know, so really neat here. But Big Show must have been energized too, like you said, he gets out and immediately chokes the Undertaker. So gets out, and then he absolutely just gets out of the ring and just dumps the casket over on his top. He's just <laughs> he's done with. He's it. done. Yeah, I've been in the casket. I'm done. I'm energized. I'm waving off the match. Basically, he goes to like retreat up the ramp, taking a page out of JBL's book from Raw the other week, and he's just smirking. And Takers does the sit up in the ring. He sits up and stares at him and comes up after him up the aisle and Big Show's going up the ramp and he uh, gets stopped though because a wall of flame just shoots up in the middle of the rampway and stops there and take or stops Big Show and I am glad he was not off of his spot there he would have <laughs> could have been disastrous <laughs> <laughs> oh we'd have no Big Show show yes yeah, true well uh, Show tries to walk away again and. He gets met with the Latin chanting, and the druids bring out another casket, and they place it on the stage. Uh, this casket does not have the big roller underneath it, as right. the previous one had, and that will make sense in just a second. As the Undertaker comes after Big Show again, uh, but Big Show tosses Undertaker into the big video screens at the entryway, and then Big Show stands the casket up, uh, standing up vertically, and tosses Undertaker head first into it, uh, knocking it down uh, before Big Show stands it up on its side yet again and opens the door on it up. Yeah, and I like, because where we're headed to here, I like that he stood it up and threw Taker into it. It's kind of like a, a foreshadowing what's kind to come. I like that. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when they set up a table in the beginning of a match, a table's mm-hmm. match, and they don't really do anything with it. They just, mm-hmm. But they remind you it's going to be, it's there, so they'll use it later. So I kind of like this and we're gonna get a unique finish here so like you said big show stands the casket up opens the door and hits more body punches and headbutts taker fights back with some body blows and big show is kind of teetering on the edge of the stage about to fall off and undertaker just instead of throwing him off the stage just irish whips him right into the open casket and big show just nails the casket it falls down the lid shuts on top of him and the undertaker wins this match at 12 minutes and 45 seconds so <laughs> That was a Unique different finish. finish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It kind of reminded me, you remember on the very first SmackDown video game where they had the casket matches on there and you <laughs> yes. just like you just toss those caskets in the ring and do <laughs> random stuff with them. It was kind of like that. Yeah. You push O and throw your opponent into it. That was it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it really did. Uh, I liked this finish, man. I thought it was unique because we, we haven't seen anything like this in all the casket matches we've covered on here, you know? So... It's hard to um, it's hard to think of new stuff when some of these matches mm-hmm. that you're kind of limited to. So I really I really enjoyed the ending of this match. A that it ended, and B the way it ended. <laughs> Bingo! Very unique, <laughs> very creative, very fun at finish, and that's what you really remember mm-hmm. out of this. Uh, that's what the only thing anyone remembers out of this match. I think is the finish for it. Yeah. So uh, I'm good with that. The match itself is lame. It's stupid. <laughs> you don't need to watch it. 
just go, go find the gif online of the finish or just on our YouTube video of just the finish and watch that because it, it is really neat. Yeah. Um, and overall, man, I'm, I'm glad we're just done with this feud. Uh, we're moving on to bigger and better things in the year 2009. So um, what do you think, man? What are you, uh, Looking back on 2008, just real quick, uh, what are your highlights from 2008 in the career of The Undertaker? What will you remember 2008 for? Uh, edge. Um, just Edge. Just the whole thing. Just the main event of Mania. I, I love that main event. I, mean, I really do. I did back then. I do now. It's underrated in my. I, I don't think it get that main event gets enough praise, honestly. Um, and then just the whole entire story with Edge, man. Like I just think it was fantastic and well told. And like you said, on the other show was the great story between Shawn Michaels and and Chris Jericho, which oftentimes supersedes this storyline because SmackDown's the B show. But um, they're both great stories. Both carried their respective brands for the entire year until they didn't. And then you got this turn of a big show feud. So. <laughs> What about you? Yeah, I'll just add to that. You know, the matches are great. Uh, WrestleMania and SummerSlam, especially as the bookends, are real fantastic to the Edge feud. But the storyline itself, uh, man, it was so much fun to watch that stuff unfold and talk mm-hmm. about it here. It really felt Attitude Era-esque. You know, Edge and Vicky were kind of the best heels, I think, since the attitude era, as far as that type of character, that type of GM yeah. character, and what Edge was doing with his character as he was kind of slowly losing his mind and going into that Hell in a Cell match, um, but even as he was just you know manipulating Vicky, that stuff was so fantastic to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and really the way intertwined it. with oh sorry, and also the way intertwined the callbacks back to the Batista feud too, mm-hmm. like even that, it, just, it went on for so long, and it was just so. Such well done storytelling, man. You don't see that nowadays. You do for such not. a long, yeah. Not that, not that way. Certainly not. But uh, we are still going to sit in the glory days here for for another year or so uh, as we move into 2009 next week. As we keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride of the Undertaker. And before we get there, we want to hear what you thought about this match. What you feel about the Big Show rivalry? What you feel about 2008? So hit us up. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Talking Taker. All the different podcast listening services. You can leave a comment. You can subscribe. You can leave a rating. All that good stuff and help support the show. Let us know your highlights of 2008. Uh, we got a couple comments here uh, from Thomas Rodriguez, who always watches our videos on YouTube. We appreciate you, Thomas. He said, can you do me a favor in your next video, Survivor Series 2008? Talk about why WWE never mentioned that Big Show and Undertaker are former tag team partners and tag team champions. I mean, yep. that never was part of this feud. That's a great I know. point. Because he was the dead man back then, too. I mean, they were, they were the, uh, what were they called? The Unholy Alliance or whatever? Unholy. Yep. Yeah, Unholy Alliance. Like, that was, and we talked about how we appreciated that. I, I really liked, I really dug them as tag team back then. So, um, yeah, I don't know why they never brought that history into it because it's it's right there. It's right there. It's right there, man. <laughs> yeah. They could even bring the real life stuff into it. A big show you know, could say, you know, you took me under your wing or what happened. Like, you gave up on me and look what I'm done. I don't know. There's so much more there than just, I'm going to punch you. I'm not afraid of your casket. Oh, I'm a- I am afraid of your casket. I'm not afraid of you. Oh, wait, I am afraid of you. I, I just, yeah. That is, I don't know. That is such a great point, Travis, that <clears throat> that would have... It's getting me mad that you just said that. That would have elevated this feud <laughs> so much than having Big Show you know, dance around like an elephant seeing a mouse yeah. when he sees a casket. If they would have played in to the real-life relationship yeah. of Big Show and Undertaker, that would have been such a cooler feud. And ah, what a waste, man. What a <laughs> really? waste. Hey, man, maybe they'll revisit that in 2020. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Both Boneyard match wrestling. with the Big Show. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. Sign Absolutely. me up. Sign um, me up. Another YouTube comment. Uh, this was this is digging yes. back deep, man. Do you remember SummerSlam 1995, Undertaker versus Kama? We've done a lot of shows, Travis, but there was a couple of cosplayers in the audience for this mm-hmm. show, like a guy in really goth makeup in the crowd. Yeah. Sean Nunya on. YouTube said those two cosplayers, one is me and the other is my friend Chad. 
Like he commented on our YouTube this week on that video and specified. No way. It's he was one of the guys in the crowd, SummerSlam '95. So shout out to you, Chad. Wow. <laughs> Chad and Sean Nunya. <laughs> Nunya business. Nunya That's amazing. Business. That's right. Whoa. No way. That's insane. I love it, man cosplay before cosplay was cool like not that it is cool but you know what i'm saying it's it's more popular that that's awesome man. that's awesome very very good stuff i love wow that. that's <laughs> insane it's blowing my mind me too man um now we need, we need to find the guy that's dressed as paul bearer at like survivor series 92 mm-hmm. like that guy yeah you're next uh a couple, other, next. <laughs> a couple other shout outs and plugs here uh, of course, our buddies at the Bottom Line Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we did that watch along with them a couple weeks ago, but they're going through the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Go follow them, listen to them if you haven't already. <laughs> Another Twitter plug I got to give out here, uh, not affiliated with them at all, but it's just my new favorite Twitter account. It's called at Rick Rude Sells on Twitter, <laughs> and it's just like ten second clips of Rick Rude getting atomic dropped by people and selling it and only the way that Rick rude ever did. And it is delightful. It is what Twitter was invented for. I just want to recommend that to anyone who needs a little happiness in their life. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Oh, and how about this imposter IRS fake Twitter Uh, account? Who would want to impersonate IRS? What kind of a door chop? Yeah, exactly. So um, his son, you know, went online and said it was not his dad's. So what a waste. was it? Was it? It wasn't Bo Dallas or it was uh, his daughter. Bray. I think. Oh, his daughter. Mika. Okay. Trying to get to a little bit of that spotlight That's since right. their brothers are in in the <laughs> WWE. That IRS rub. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got till July fifteenth. So. That's right. But anyway, yeah. Who? What kind of a dork makes a fake IRS? What a loser, man. Yeah. Get something better. Do something else with your life. I'm <laughs> oh, just kidding. And then uh, just a few viewing and listening recommendations real quick. Um, uh, the Pritchard Show, Something to Wrestle, they just put out an Undertaker-centric episode on the podcast feed. It was a Patreon exclusive, but they put out a watch-along for the uh, WrestleMania 30 end of the streak match. Uh, it's got some good insight in there. I think it's worth listening to. Um in case you want to check that out, folks. And then uh, I'm going to post this tonight on our Twitter feed. Uh, You should be able to go back and find it. Apparently, Booker T had a roast um, in person. I don't know when this was, but they actually posted some YouTube clips of it. And I just found this time. It was just posted on May 3rd, so it was just posted yesterday. There's a nine-minute clip of The Undertaker roasting Booker T from, what? <laughs> I don't know, a few months ago. Uh, it's great, man. It's, That's awesome. <laughs> it is definitely worth checking out. Uh, you might have all already seen it by now that we're uh, this episode has dropped, but it just came out on YouTube. Uh, definitely go check that out. And then, of course, The Undertaker... Uh, Last Ride Show is supposed to yes. premiere on the WWE Network this coming Sunday after the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. So we will yeah. talk about that. I'm sure Travis and I will both watch that, and uh, we'll discuss oh, that yeah. a little bit next week. Happy on Mother's Day to show. us. Happy Mother's Day. What a gift. <laughs> got Mother in the Bank, and then got the Undertaker's Last Ride. <laughs> oh, Mother. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk about that as mother we kick off 2009 mother. next week. What a year, man. We've got coming up in 2009. We've got another Elimination Chamber match. We've got a feud with CM Punk, including a, Ooh, yeah. a submission match and a Hell in a Ooh. Cell match. Ooh. We've got a Fatal 4-Way with Batista, CM Punk, and Rey Mysterio. Never seen it. Never seen that. A triple threat with The Big Show and Chris Jericho, which I believe is the only pay-per-view match with Chris Jericho that The Undertaker ever has, which is kind of crazy. Weird. And yeah. the first ever chairs match with Batista and The Undertaker. We can mm. talk about. Can't wait for that. Uh, of course, the big main event for uh, 2009, the greatest WrestleMania match of all time, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at Mania 25 coming up in just a couple weeks. Uh, But up first next week is going to be yet another Royal Rumble watch-along. 
Our second to last Royal Rumble watch along uh, is going to be the 2009 Royal Rumble. We've got that for you coming next week on the show. So we're looking forward to that. Dang, he's only in one more after that? He's in the 16 or 16? I can't remember off the top of my head. One of those. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we got a big 2009 uh, coming up. Some good stuff ahead there. And then after that, we're going to start ripping through the years pretty quickly yeah, we'll after 2010 yeah but um we got about almost a year left of in real time of uh episodes to cover so we'll see how it all pans out he might be wrestling in 2025 who knows at the rate this is going oh one more thing travis before we drop off the air i gotta mention over at tpublic.com yes they're currently sold out but this is true story folks you can get a talking taker take her easy mask to wear during this coronavirus i don't know what to say besides that that is a real thing yeah they are they are selling masks now it's not just our mask all of their masks are sold out right now but eventually they will be back up on there and you can support the podcast and you know practice all of the uh social distancing and, and you know health requirements of our country right now with a talking taker, taker easy mask. Definitely did not think when we started this show we would ever no. get to this point. But here no. we are, man. Here we are. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy to think about. So, yeah, go support uh, support uh, safety and support uh, your favorite podcast here. So right. we appreciate it. So, ladies mm. and gentlemen, if you were there at the TD Garden, uh, TD Bank North Garden, I don't know why it's called that. It's the the Boston Garden. Anybody knows it's called the Boston Garden. Anyway, if you were there, November 23rd, 08, for the return of John Chena, let us know what you thought. Uh, Let us know what you thought about this match. Uh, Was what it was. So, um, yeah, if you were there, let us know. And let us know what you think about The Undertaker's uh, TV show or his limited series that's coming out. We're very, very excited about it. So, uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy. Happy Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And take her easy. What a boom! Giant head of the big show. Big show's got a head like a small engine. Oh.